Very soon, gold and silver are going to outperform stocks as the dollar goes into its final death throes. Well, hello there, my friends. Raf here from the End Game Investor with this week's silver report for Arcadia Economics. And it has been an exciting week. Is it ever not an exciting week? Well, things are getting pretty volatile. They are reminding me of in the weeks and days before the March 2020 crisis when gold and silver are going up and down like crazy. Uh, they're doing that again just on the reported intentions of the Fed if silver can rise nearly 200 cents in a day. It was like a dollar and a half, a dollar and 70 cents or something from the lows of yesterday, December 13th to today, December 14th. By the time you're watching this, December 15th. So you got to shift a day, got to do a shift. If they can do that on just intentions. Imagine what they're going to do when the Fed has to cut back down to zero because there's some kind of banking crisis somewhere. And on that front, the reverse repos have not gone anywhere since November 24th. It's annoying. They should drain already so we can get this over with. Are they too good for their home at zero? Why didn't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Answer me. Suck my white. Anyway, we're going to talk about silver maintaining its technical support at the 200-week moving average and maintaining the triangle since the bottom in September of 2022. We're going to look at some interesting price action in SLV specifically, not necessarily price action, but holdings action. It's really weird. I'm going to show you a chart that I put on the end game investor, which by the way is moving to Substack for 2024, uh, moving to endgameinvestor.substack.com. I will be leaving Seeking Alpha uh, to uh, hopefully what will be a better platform. We'll see. I found something sneaky in SLV that you should be interested in. There's still some stress in the SOFR market, the secured overnight financing market, which is really just the repo market from bank to bank. Volume is still past $1.7 trillion where it has never been before. And finally, a very long-term chart of gold versus the S&P shows that we are at a major turning point. We're about to hit a golden cross of gold versus the S&P ratio. Those are extremely rare. They happen once every 15 to 20 years. And as always, this silver report is brought to you by Fortuna Silver Mine Symbol FSM. Uh, there's some news that came out in December 12th. Fortuna intersects 88 grams per ton gold over 3.5 meters at the Segela mine and provides exploration update. I'll tell you the truth here. I don't really understand that much about geology, but I know what numbers are and I can read numbers. If we check out these numbers, the Segela mine is what they uh, when they acquired Rocks Gold in that deal two years ago. And you can see why they did it. The title of this press release Highlights the 88 grams per ton over 3.5 meters at Segela mine. But look at these numbers. Uh, you have another intercept here at 121 grams per ton gold. And another one here at 138 grams per ton. And here's the 88 grams per ton that was highlighted in the title. Uh, so you see why they uh, acquired Rocks Gold here. These numbers are enormous. To show you how big they are, uh, they are comparable to some of the deposits of silver in the San Jose mine, 204 grams, 153 grams, 185 grams on the same order of magnitude. So that's how much gold is uh, in, in the Segela mine, roughly speaking. If I knew more about geology, I would share more. But if you want to look at this press release, uh, just go to Fortuna Silver. It is at the head of their news section. Anyway, on with the show. Yeah! 
So we have here silver holds above the 200 week moving average and its triangle. This is just a quick technical update. Sometimes it really is as simple as holding a technical formation. Sometimes it isn't, but sometimes you just really got to check the really simple technical patterns here. It might be what's happening. You see here uh, that gold, uh, sorry, silver tests uh, its trend line that was established here in October uh, 2023, uh, and it tested this one, two, three, four. This is the fifth time, and right now we're also holding we're holding above. This is uh, from yesterday before the the big surge higher. I think we're about at twenty four dollars, twenty four dollars and something. Uh, so we're substantially higher than this now. So this has been successfully tested, and we're substantially above the two hundred week moving average in the triangle is maintained just barely over here, but yes, is still maintained and we should be heading higher from here. I don't know how high we can go until the Fed. It really does turn around and print more money because we're still in a deflationary phase. Uh, but if silver can react this strongly when the Fed is still deflating the money supply, imagine what happens when they start inflating it again. It's going to go crazy. This is a chart that I shared at the end game investor, which is moving to Substack. Check out endgameinvestor.substack.com. There's still some free material there, and you'll like the essays that I've written. I think there's three up there, and I will be uh, putting up a three times weekly market update there when I move in 2024. But anyway, this is a chart I shared at the Endgame Investor. And look at these uh, little rounded rectangles here. So these blue bars are additions to the SLV holdings. Um, and I'm going to focus in on these in the next slides, but check this out. So you have a huge addition to the SLB holdings here and the blue bar, uh, and that is just around the time where silver had an intermediate bottom over here. This blue line is the SLV is uh, sorry the silver price, and uh, no, it's the SLV price. The silver line is the silver price. They they obviously move in tandem, uh, and then you have another time here where uh, SLV was at, uh, looks like a yearly low here. And you have another time here where silver is at another low here. And you had huge influx of uh, silver into the fund. Doesn't happen every time that lows coincide with big influxes of silver, but a lot of the times it does. You had one over here, uh, a little low here, and a big influx of silver into the fund, uh, into an intermediate high over here. And here, I, since I made this chart a day before the big surge higher after the Fed's announcement that it, uh, the FOMC meeting where gold and silver went a little bit crazy and so did everything else, I put question marks here. Is this going to be an intermediate bottom for silver? And it turns out it looks like for now that it was. This is from a day later of the same chart, right? If we go back here, you see this is for December 12th and this is December 13th. So look what happened on December 13th, the day of the big silver move higher. So how much silver went into the fund? Zero. The big move higher was a day before. If we go back to the previous chart, the movements that are recorded on December 12th were actually made on December 11th. So let's assume there was a big move of 7.33 million ounces of silver into SLV on December 11th, reported on December 12th here. And then the big move in silver the next day on December 13th and no move in silver on December 12th. So uh, whoever was moving silver into the fund uh, was might have been anticipating a silver intermediate bottom yesterday. And how might that have happened? Well, I don't know for sure, but if someone is shorting the SLV or a participating bank, an authorized participant bank is shorting SLV to redeem those baskets into the futures market and sell in the futures market, marking an intermediate bottom and then covering a short as that bottom 
uh, is formed and then putting the silver back into SLV, that could be a little bit of footsie, a little bit of manipulation. It wouldn't be that extreme. I'm not that big on complaining about manipulation in the silver market. I know it happens. I don't deny it. I just try not to get too hung up on it because really, what can I do? And we're waiting for the end game anyway, which will not be able to be stopped by pitsy little manipulation. The point is, if this pattern is true and whoever is doing this to SLV is uh, manufacturing little moves down so that they can move in, then this could be a signal that whenever there's a big move up in the SLV fund, that uh, it could be signaling the bottom. It doesn't happen every time, so it's not a foolproof 100% indicator. But when there's big moves in the SLV ETF, big influxes of physical silver into the fund, uh, watch out for a turning point. This is the LBMA chart from Gold Charts or Us. Uh, if you look at um, the LBMA website, it shows that I think they're at 845 million ounces, which translates to 26.28, 26,284 tons. And if you look on um, on Gold Charts or Us, which is a great service by Nick Laird, I recommend it. He doesn't pay me to recommend his uh, his charts, but it's pretty good. So the SL, the ETFs in London own 13,731 13, tons. And that means that there's 12,553 tons left to uh, on the float. Uh, now, how much really is that? Well, considering that we've gone from uh, here's silver squeeze here. You see this little thing? Whoop, look at that. <laughs> February 2021. And suddenly they just had a bunch of silver in there. Well, is that kosher? I don't know. Probably not, but I'm not going to make any accusations here because who am I? Uh, we went to about like 39,000 tons to now 26,000 tons. So that's about 13,000 tons that were uh, erased from the LBMA since silver squeeze. And uh, there's 12,553 tons left on the float. So we've already drained uh, more than half of it uh, in the LBMA, which is much bigger than the COMEX. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're going the right direction. And in the end game, this is all going to disappear very quickly. And now I wanted to go into one last chart here. Uh, this is the gold to S&P 500 ratio. It means is gold outperforming or underperforming stocks? Uh, are you sad that you don't have the S&P and you went into silver? Well, yeah, I see since 2011 that would make you sad and it would make anyone sad that they have less dollars now because silver has underperformed the S&P 500 since the top uh, in 2011. But there are, there are imminent signs that this is about to reverse. There are signs that this is about to imminently reverse. And I'll show you these three circles that I could jiggered here on this chart. So this downtrend goes, I think, all the way back to 1980 when the the ratio was at a peak. I don't know exactly what it was, but I know the Dow to gold ratio was one to one. So here, this, is, this was going down and down and down for about 20 years into 2000, which was the low. But uh, my point here is that the red line is always above the blue line, meaning the 200-week moving average is always above the 50-week moving average when the trend is falling and falling and falling. And here you had the meeting of the lines for very temporarily and then a continuation down into the bear market low of uh, 1999, 2000 over here at the turn of the millennium, the fake turn of the millennium for the 2001 purists. Um, but anyway, on the way up, right, from 2000 to 2011, you had one meeting of those lines over here in 2000, late 2005, early 2006. Uh, and then... And during the bull market, when silver is outperforming stocks, 
then you have the blue line on top of the red line, the 50-week moving average consistently on top of the 200-week moving average. Then you had a crossover here showing a new bear market for for gold. Sorry, gold versus stocks. It is not silver versus stocks. It's gold versus stocks, but it also applies to silver versus stocks, generally speaking. Uh, and then here, look, the same thing uh, that happened here, a tiny little cross or barely a cross here. And you had this cross of uh, of the blue over the red, which turned out to be a fake out, a bull trap in 2020. And I think it was made more extreme by the lockdowns and all the insanity that was going on there and the money printing. Um, but now it looks like we could have a more natural cross of the blue line on top of the red line, which would indicate a new bull phase, just like over here when we had this cross. They very, very rarely happen. Here, they've only happened like one, two, twice, twice in the last uh, 30 years, 33 years whatever, 23 plus 10, yeah, 33, 34 years. And probably longer than that if you, this chart is, is extended back. Very, very rare. It's about to happen again. Why? Because you have the 50-week moving average at 0.46, the 200-week moving average at 0.47. When this crosses and the blue goes above the red, uh, it could signal the real the real move into the bull market in gold and silver. This apparently was a fake out. It was a very frustrating one, but they don't happen very often. And I don't think this one is going to be a fake out. Very soon, gold and silver are going to outperform stocks as the dollar goes into its final death throes. In conclusion, my friends, the Fed is done hiking. There's no more hikes. We're headed down, right back down to zero. When there's another banking crisis, it's not going to be a smooth ride back down as they cut itsy bitsy little bit, 25 base points at a time, or even 50 base set points at a time, I believe, and yeah, I could be wrong, I could always be wrong, but I believe there's going to be a crisis and we're going to go from all the way where we are now to zero in one night and gold and silver are going to bust a cap or whatever the term is for just go nuts. That's also a term. But for now, my friends, keep the faith. We're almost there. Let's pull out the popcorn. I think it's going to happen in 2024. I think it will happen when the reverse repos run out. We still have 823 billion left there, but let it drain, let it drain, and let's get this over with. This is Rafi of the Endgame Investor. If you enjoyed this video, then sign up to be my patron on Patreon for as little as $3 a month to get a biblical perspective on what is going on in the world and in the monetary sphere. I'll see you guys next week.